Hi, everyone. Welcome back again to What? The Iconist Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Barry 3D Carter for Deep Dark Delicious. Hey. And I'm here with my cousin. DJ Rossi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Do your dance, Rod. Do your dance, man. <laughs> so once again, thank you for tuning in. You know, you know the you know the drill. You know the drill, right? Like, subscribe, share. Um, mm. Hit the notification. Hit the notification button. Every Tuesday, we are dropping new videos and podcasts as we're going along. So, and we always do a little bonus one uh, once in a while on Thursdays. So those come up randomly. If you want to catch them, please hit the notification button and and follow along because all those likes you do help us grow and the channel grow. Um, if you want to find all the links to everything we're doing, you know, what I'm doing, uh, you can always go to barry3d.com. That's my website. It has all the links for Iconis um, and anything I'm part of. Check my blog, see the social media links on each page. Uh, and some quick shout outs. One big shout out to Jaybird Digital Arts. Once again, like we always do. Thank you very much Jaybird. for the templates and overlays. Jaybird. Uh, we go follow that up with, um, you know, my, my, my buddy there, uh, Jimmy English. So thank you very much for all the times he's had me on beyond the balcony podcast. Look nice him up a lot. Interesting, entertaining stuff on his <laughs> podcast, you know, anything from 1980 and prior with, he brings on a lot of interesting guests. Um, and I said, look for the uh, microphone on the red background back to the balcony. It's a podcast. They have a Facebook page, find them, you know, look at my blog to see some of the older ones I was on. And you can, and it's not just me. You can find a whole, slew of movies he's got a a a, a plethora a plethora of of audio you know podcast there and in, in a library you can go through and it'd be fun to listen to his perspective along with his guest and go through that nice. um want to shout out paul ash once again for battlecom and ha- thanks for having me on again and please check out battlecom um they talk funny uh the the check-in show so he does three four shows weekly and then I got to give it up to my boys uh, who I'm with on a regular basis. We do about three, four videos a week that drop on YouTube and have a Facebook channel and, you know, a YouTube channel. You can find all that through my website. That's Touch of Grey Matter. So that's what it is on YouTube. Touch of Grey Matter with my the comedy troupe I'm a part of, which is called Touch of Grey. Four dads trying to make it through the world today. So that's run and put together with our my homeboy, Dave Sokolowski. Zolf Ali, Thomas Patrice, and myself, Barry 3D Carter. Once again, you can find all those things there on the website. And you can also look up Dave's website, which is a ton of fun entertainment.com to find more what he's doing, the merchandise he's doing over at Redbubble. Um, you know, so you can get the mug with resting Dave face. If you shout out anybody or you follow them, let them know that you found them through this channel. Hashtag the Iconist Podcast. You know, greatly appreciate it. As I said, there's enough going on and it's summertime. It's the TV's just reruns. There's nothing to watch. So we'll get to the subject matter soon. My man, DJ mm. Rod C, where can we yes, find sir. you? Man, you can find me all over the world. No, not all over the world. <laughs> I'm in certain parts of the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. So, no, definitely. He means virtually, not, not physically, because COVID. Uh, yeah, so yeah, where can we yeah, find yeah, you, brother? I'm just locked up. No, seriously, you can definitely find me on Instagram. You can find me at Mr. Rod C. You know, you can definitely follow me there. That'd be greatly appreciated. And definitely, you also can find me on Twitch. You can find me on Facebook. Again, at Mr. Rod C. We'll keep it all tied together. So you can find me at Mr. Rod C. on Facebook. Then you can also find me on twitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C. Where I do, you know, I play live shows and, you know, entertain the people, have fun and everything along that line. 
Um, listen, definitely you can just check me out there. But the main thing, follow us on Iconics Podcast on Instagram. Definitely be able to find us from there and we branch off. Let's go. So that's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. All right. Thank you for uh, us doing our housekeeping and let's get right into it. We are talking about Samurai Jack. You know, Samurai Jack, the, the, the series cartoon, a lot of fun to watch when it came out. Um, and here we go. The big drum roll. I'm going to try to get this name as right as possible. So the creator of Samurai Jack was Jendi Takarowski. I'm good with that. Okay. That's good. All right. Sounds good. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, that, well, I wish the name was Bob, but you know, uh, so he's been around in the animation studio, uh, animation world for a while. We'll mm-hmm. touch on, we'll touch on some of the other things, but the main thing that came to me was Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack ran for a total of five seasons. Yep. Um, so four seasons, you know, were done in one shot and about 13 years later, season number five dropped on Adult Swim. So yes, we can see the change of not the art style or the storytelling, but it got a little bit more darker on season five as opposed to the first four seasons. Uh, mm. um, you know, so that's why. So one, his art style was, you know, really beautiful. It was very clean, crisp to watch, a lot of action. His uh, mantra was in a 22-minute 22, 22 episode, he wanted 16 to 17 minutes of just action. Mm. Very little dialogue extremely little dialogue everything was moved visually and with the music per episode so it was fun to watch most shows um you know action shows have too much talking the hero don't need to talk that much so samurai jack turned around and did that um the original release date was august 10th of 2001 you know all the way up to may 20th of 2017 so that explains that gap that was in there um you know a total of 62 episodes Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and a lot of cool tidbits on this show. So for example, the voice for the few times that Jack spoke, mm. <laughs> Samurai so Jack was done by Phil Lamar, yes. right? Phil Lamar, you might recognize him from other voice work as from like, you know, Static Shock. Yes. He did John Stewart from Justice League, yes, you know, the, uh, the Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's got a, a, a plethora of acting voiceover creds but where i knew phil lamar at first was the the energetic ups guy from mad tv love to say let's all go back to mad tv mad tv was awesome (laughs) it was it was a classic mad tv was a classic and then he he definitely brought a lot of life to it with um with that character that he you know that he basically built and just called his own that that was him like he's saying years later we can still Remember Philomar as the UPS delivery guy. All that energy. All that energy. I'm like, right? I, I can't even keep up with that guy. You know, uh, a lot of cast from, from Mad TV, side note, are still doing like a lot of stuff up today. So you just got to look for them. For me, I thought at one point I really got into them uh, a little bit more than Mad TV. It was new. It was different. You know, of course, Mad, mm. Mad TV had Spy versus Spy, you know, uh, the cartoon. And it goes back to Mad Magazine. So I like the, all the tie-ins. Um, so with that said, I mean, that that was good on Phil Lamar. I mean, you, people are not realizing that a black man was doing an Asian man's voice. <laughs> uh, you know, a Japanese samurai <laughs> warrior. But he's even though he's like a, a, a slim guy, he's got that voice. I mean, look at his voice for John Stewart. It's a John deep, Stewart. Yeah. It's a deep voice. You're expecting this deep, you know, big kind of, are you doing a beast of a man showing up? And you see Phil walking, and you're like, 
what? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, man. So you know that that those are the the cool things. So pretty much, if you're not sure, so Samurai Jack. Bottom line is, he starts off in the past. He goes mm-hmm. to fight Aku, who you can see here in the background. He's a evil entity sorcerer, um, and Jack almost beats him during his period of time in like in uh, uh, you know the Edo Japan era. Mm-hmm. So before you know Aku is about to lose, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna fight you when I'm stronger, and whisk, whisk him in the way to the future to like the year 4177. Yeah, and where he, uh, you know Aku's a lot stronger, and he hears that Jack shows up, and he goes trying to fight Jack. Because at this point, he's got control of the world, and Jack is trying to save it. So once again, this this is not something to redo, reboot. Uh, the only thing that needs to happen with this series is to replay it. <laughs> oh yeah, we, we, listen. We need th- this. This generation of people need to be familiarized with Samurai Jack. They need to understand that this is a cult classic. There are people that you can definitely talk to those from the early two thousand, um, and then realize like, oh, I remember. The conversation, I'm sure if you bring up Samurai, uh, Samurai Jack to someone who watched it back then, now, that's 20 years ago, <clears throat> clearly anybody's going to say like, oh, I remember that, 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 and they will pull back some nostalgia off of it. Bring that to now. This, this is, this is basically, um, 2022. You need the 2021 is, is, you know, we're halfway through that. So let's see if we can get that all done up for the remaining of this year or by next year. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, keep in mind, right? We're, you know, this came out in 2001, the first episode in August 10th. And now we are 2021. And by the time you're watching this, it's going to be like, you know, in, in end of July. So we're borderline a 20 year anniversary to this. This is it. Right. This is what I'm saying. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and, and just to give you some more feedback. Okay, so Jendi, and we'll get back with the Samurai Jack. So Jendi's also done other um, animated pro- animated projects. So he's done the Star Wars Clone Wars, the little short mm-hmm. episodes that were like two minutes each. But if you put them together, they run about an hour or so. And once again, pure action. You did a season one, season two. If you have Disney Plus, go and look those up. Um, mm-hmm. Buy this, the you know the the DVD. I bought the DVD box set way back, way before Disney Plus. And once again, little talking. Pure action, pure Jedi action. You know how he he got that in. I think season two he did a little bit more dialogue with the characters, but he never took away about having it fully animated because there's a little short with Mace Windu, you know, and Mace mm-hmm. Windu takes on a bunch of drones, you know, loses his lightsaber on a sand planet, like it looks like Tatooine, and he gets into like hand to hand combat, destroying these robots, you know. Um, and then making it, finding his lightsaber, making it onto the ship, fights his way in there. But like literally, he was busting out martial arts. Like this is how cool Mace Windu was, and pro- possibly could have been. Like the action is what you wanted to see, in, in, you know, in a Jedi movie. You know, uh, you know, without right. the, the lightsaber like, to show you how deadly they were. But Samurai Jack. So let's go back to the history of Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack. You know, his dad was an emperor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so no, we're gonna go even further back. In the beginning of time, in the Big Bang Theory happened, and then a darkness came out—a cosmic entity, darkness—and um, it had an evil, and it was trying to take over everything. And then three gods got together. So you had uh, the Egyptian sun god, sun god Ra. Uh, mm-hmm. You had um, 
uh, Odin, Rama, right? Odin, okay. And um, oh my yeah, God, and Vishnu, Rama, I believe Rama. it was. Huh? Rama, 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 Rama. Thank you. My apologies, Rama. 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 Right yeah. uh, from the Indian faith, and they all got together to fight and destroy what this mass was as Arku, Aku, and they fought and destroyed them. A little essence of them survived. It landed on Earth. When Aku landed on Earth, he landed in Japan, but because of the impact of his essence landing on Earth, it destroyed all the dinosaurs. Hmm. So that's to show you how he's kind of tying things in there. So, right. yeah. So, you know, they always said, oh, an asteroid came and what destroyed the dinosaurs? Aku destroyed the dinosaurs in this telling of the tale, you know? And then he stayed there in the Earth for many centuries until, you know, man started kind of Cro-Magnum man and cavemen started going around. And then it, you know, finally got into feudal Japan. Hmm. Um, and then he starts kind of growing like a root, like tr a spike tree kind of thing and, and was, you know, kind of poisoning the land. So Jack's dad turned around and said, well, I'm going to go and fight the evil when his wife was still pregnant with Jack. Right. Right. Gets out there, gets the army because he's the emperor and his armor and everything goes, starts fighting, ends up getting, you know, captured. The whole army gets wiped out, killed. Um, then, you know, while he's being, you know, a coup turns around and says, well, you know, your fighting spirit kind of gave me form. So now I am Aku instead of just some spiky tree. He goes, I'm going to destroy everything. So he goes back to the emperor's village, destroys it, burns it all while keeping, you know, Jack's dad prisoner. Jack's dad, um, you know, watches through the suffering and he's still trying to go through, but he's chained to a tree, gets rescued by those three gods, right? So by Rama, Odin, and Ra, they gave him a magical armor that was all like white, they gave him a magical sword, <laughs> you know, sight beyond sight. Um, yes. and, and he came back fighting and flying on a, on, on a cloud. That, that to me seems so Dragon Ball. <laughs> you said it, I did, but that's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it, but it, it goes into the, the, the Japanese uh, mythology, right? So the flying, mm -hmm. the flying cloud and the warriors on the flying cloud, which is so cool. You know, there's an old school cartoon. It's hard to find, and it's called Bruce Lee and the Chinese Gods. It, it, it's, it, it, you could probably find it here on YouTube or some mention of it. Um, but so you know, the dad comes back, fights a coup. You know, it kills him, not kills him, but ca kills him. Captures his essence in the sword, so it sucked into the sword is Aku and he takes the sword and he jabs it into the ground so it was almost like you know the soul eater sword oh. that's used by um Katana. uh oh my Katana. god her name's gonna escape Katana. Me right now Katana. 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 exactly right. For, thank you thank you Katana from DC Comics mm -hmm. you know puts the sword into the stone into the ground almost like Excalibur kind of thing and then he finds out oh well when his village got destroyed and everything was burnt his wife was still alive she gave birth to a baby, mm. which was Jack, right? But we now, and I'll get to his name in a minute. So turned around, gave that. It's like, okay. So uh, they rebuilt, you know, um, when Jack was eight years old, his dad told him the tale of, you know, what happened with Aku and that evil and how to find him, fight him and all that. And it was a kind of a bedtime story. And, you know, Jack's only eight years old. Next thing you know, about 10 minutes later, guess who's back? <laughs> back again. Aku's back. <laughs> Tell a friend. Uh, Aku shows up to get revenge. He escapes. He comes back with a vengeance, literally. 
and mm-hmm. and kills off Jack's um, dad. His dad tries to fight him off and fight kills his dad. And the mom grabs him and says, "Okay, here's I, I got to put you on a boat. You got to leave. You you we, we, you can't stay here because you'll get killed off." Right. So Jack goes on a world tour <laughs> with a mic in my hand. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm having so much, you know, hip hop to me today. That's hip hop is what I am. That's what you do. It's all good. <laughs> right. I wake up hip hop. <laughs> Go to sleep hip hop. <laughs> Dream about hip hop because I am hip hop. Joel Ortiz. Um, <laughs> sorry, Joel Ortiz. There we go. Look him up. Uh, you know, uh, so he goes on a whole tour around the world, learning from different cultures how to fight, how mm-hmm. to read you know train his mind train his body so he really pulled a batman he pulled a bruce wayne okay yeah well look he went to africa he learned about you know how to fight with with a staff he went and and was china learned to fight like shaolin monks and he made a best friend there right who's the same age as him at the time right um he went over to greece you know where he learned how to wrestle he went over to egypt where he learned to read hieroglyphics he went over you know all around the world he went all around man learning every kind of different fighting style there was he pulled a bruce wayne yeah you're right right The the key things that stand out is when he went to Egypt and he met his best friend. Sorry, not Egypt. Sorry. When he went to um, uh, China and he he finally made a friend and this was his best friend. This guy, you know, it was almost like a storm shadow snake eyes thing without one betraying the other. (laughs) It could be almost seen like Batman right now with his best friend who's known as uh, the ghost maker in in current comic books that's going on right now because you find out Bruce had a best friend, you know, well, his last best friend was Hush. And now this best friend was there when he was going around the world training. To become mm-hmm. Batman, so pre-Batman, you know. Uh, so Jack went around the world and did this. Been around the world and I, 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 I can't tap. Okay, so went, trained, studied. When he got to Egypt and learned to read hieroglyphics, he realized, you know, there was something there how to get rid of Aku mm-hmm. with the sword. So when he finally goes back home about 10 years later, so Jack, no, no, maybe a little bit more. So Jack left when he was eight. Jack got back when um, I think he was close to it, like 20, 20 something. Mm-hmm. And he got back and he sees his mom and his mom hands him the sword. And he's like, okay, I'm prepared. I am going to deal with a coup. With a coup. Right. And then he wanted to go and give a coup. What? As Rod would say. Five across the eyes. Five across the eyes. Right? Five across the eyes. And when he went to give Aku five across the eyes, he was winning. Aku was losing. And Aku said, oh, Samurai, you are too strong. I will send you to the future. And he was like, no. And sent him to the year 4177. Right? So, so far, we've got, you know, very similar to what how Bruce Wayne trained, you know, right. we've got tragedy, we've got magic, we've got the gods, we've got a magic sword, and we've got time travel, all within the first couple of episodes. We've got the ex- extinction of dinosaurs. Henceforth, now we know why we need Jurassic Park. Okay, I see, I see, I see. You're, you're right. In, in the beginning, there's enough. There's enough. 
there's enough ingredients okay. to hook you in. And, and if you at least like one of three or three or three or five of, of what's on there, yeah, you can't tell me you won't be compelled to say, okay, I need to see what the story, where the story is going to lead. Uh, like you said, Aku decided I will be much stronger in the future because I know I will take control of this world. This world is mine to take control. So I will see this guy 3,000 years from now, 3,000 plus years from now. So it's okay. I'll still be here, and I will be able to defeat him. I'm good. Shoot. Send you away. So, um, yeah, that type of that type of storytelling is very unique. Mm-hmm. You don't hear that often. You don't hear that type of storytelling. No. So, so that's why it was very. It definitely pulled you in. Like, oh, that's not a. That's a reverse. That's like a reverse. Uh, back to the future. We're going to the future. So uh-huh. you know, I'm gonna put you into the future, and and I'll deal with you there. You know, while I go back to the gym and start training. Eh, eh, right. eh, eh, a cool smash. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, I'm telling you, and, and, and so, and a lot of it said very little dialogue, but a lot of imagery. A lot. So you gotta watch, and it's and it's just nice how it. It's like reading a a live. It's like a cartoon picture book. That that's exactly that's exactly it, and and that's a great thing about that's a great thing about Samurai Jack that if you are a you are you are everybody who's watching this cartoons, comics, com, you know, you're looking from that aspect. You're, you're, you're born looking at, you know, you're used to looking stuff on paper. So no one is basically reading to you. You're reading it yourself. So let, let the imagery read to me. Let the imagery tell me a story. And while enough, Samurai Jack, like you said, is like maybe 30% talking. Very rare. Yeah. There's just any conversation. Even from him, you may have some character who may talk more than Jack. But Jack himself, he doesn't talk. He barely talks. Yeah. And then the show barely has any talking themselves. Three quarters of three quarters of the show is all about imagery, and yes. the imagery definitely brings you in. And for me, what I loved about it is that we're in a futuristic time now, so it was great that at least I could say the makers didn't. You know, we have a good idea what the future is going to hold. But now you're talking three thousand years in the future. Listen, we might probably have some places where. History has repeated itself. Certain type of culture, certain type of things may have repeated itself. So now you see this mesh of having future uh, technology happening, but yet you see people who are... Yeah. um, It's it's just a futuristic kind of merging. It's it's a melting pot of different stuff going on, and you realize, like, oh, why... Why can't those type of genres intertwine together? And, it, and it, it just, it blends very well. Like there's never a time I've seen something where I was like thinking like, that looks kind of odd. But then you're like, you know what? This is the year of a coup. This makes sense. Yeah. Please continue. Please yeah. continue. And, and that's it. Well, of course. I mean, and look, and, and when I say I find, and I'm not sure if a lot of it was uh, intentional, but I found a lot of parallels on certain things. Okay. Mm-hmm. So as I said before, you know, going around the world, trained reminds me of right. how bruce wayne did it you know right. comes back get vengeance you know for his family all right got it you know time travel involved okay so as soon as he gets into the year 4177 he gets boom teleported in he's standing around he's amazed about what he's seeing flying cars all this stuff the first people he runs into are these three dogs so these dogs you know they're 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 like people it's like how you know it's, it's, it's you see the cartoons like it's like a bugs bunny right where yes. you know 
a dog yeah, is not yeah. a dog. A dog is a person. So he runs in these three dogs yes. talking. That's another thing too. That's another thing. And, and they're yeah. talking to him. And, and, and it's like, you know, th- they gave, they gave him the name Jack. It's like, what's your name? What's your name? You know, and, and I can't remember exactly the conversation, but it works out. They gave him the name Jack. Right. And that's what he sticks with, yeah. but that's not his name. Keep it, keep in right. mind. They always referred to the show's called Samurai Jack. He was given the name Jack when he got to the future, but that was not his name when he was born as a little kid. I mean, clearly from the, up to the age of eight, he was not called Jack. <laughs> Everyone just knows him as Jack, right? It's like being back in Barbados, you know, everyone's got a name, but is that your name? Let me tell you something, right? On a personal note, years ago, my cousin called me up. Not Rod, one of our one of our cousins. He was back in Barbados. He calls me mm. up and he's talking to me and he's like, "Hey, Barry, Merry Christmas!" And I'm like, "Yeah, man, Merry Christmas." He's like, "You don't know who this is?" I'm like, "You know," because he said his name and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, you know." So my cousin, my cousin Grantley's there and Grantley's like, "Yeah, it's my brother. My brother Trevor wants to say hi to you," you know. So I'm like, "Trevor, okay. Hey, Trevor, how you doing? Merry Christmas." He's like, "Merry Christmas, Barry. How you doing? I'm good, Trevor. Yourself? You don't know who you're talking to? Yeah, man, I'm talking to Trevor." He goes, you don't know, eh? Don't know what? Right? Because in my mind, I'm thinking, Trevor, he's like, you met me when you came to Barbados. We came down twice. Uh, okay, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I went down twice, right? We were hanging out. Mm-hmm. He goes, wait a minute. I know what it is. You don't know me as Trevor. It's fuzzy. Oh! <laughs> it was only till he said fuzzy that it clicked to me who I was talking to. <laughs> Right, I from young to a grown man known him as Fuzzy. I didn't know him as Trevor. Right, when when mm-hmm. Grantley passed me the phone, he says my brother Trevor's on the phone. And now I should realize one and one is two because Grantley only got one brother. I, not not knowing that I should have been oh Trevor is Fuzzy. No, I'm thinking who's Trevor? <laughs> he said, "Remember I told you around? I took you around by Middles, man. We went around Fuzzy's corner. Yes, he's got a corner." named after him because one time he was driving a car and he rolled the car over so everyone in barbados refers to that corner as fuzzy's corner so if you know fuzzy you, you know that as fuzzy's corner and uh, you know that, that that's a funny joke in itself and you want to see the rest of this story explain catch me on stage um <laughs> but so but that gets back to my point as everyone knows miss jack the show's called samurai jack but jack is not his born his birth name i mean in, in figure in, in japan it wouldn't be, you know, Jack. Jack is not a name that you would have in Japan. Yeah, that's a... Your name yeah. is Jack. Uh, that's sure. <laughs> right, sure. right. Call me that. Call me that. Okay, sure. You know, he didn't care what you called him. He just wanted to get the job done. So when I say there's a lot of parallels that I was seeing, when he teleported in the future and the three dogs were talking to him and they gave him the name, this reminded me of Terminator. The first Terminator, where Arnold teleports into the future, right? And he's at the uh, observatory, and you have those three guys in the background saying, hey, man, what's wrong with you? You know, you got no clothes on? Uh, I have no clothes. What is it, laundry day? Yes, laundry day. And it's like, ah, this guy's crazy. And you had, you know, the three punk rockers that were there kind of thing, and um, one of them pulled a knife on him. And he he looks at him and he's like, give me your clothes. What? And he kills the three of them. So that seemed very similar (laughs) <laughs> to me, how it played out with the dialogue, you know, them hurling insults, them calling him Jack, and that's how he goes forward. So that's one parallel that stood out there for me. One parallel. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, listen, it's, there's, I don't have to say there's so many, but there's, there's so many different visuals and different ways that, that the show plays out. Um, you're right in regards to the amalgamation of animal, animal noids, in a sense, humanoids, animal type of right, scenario. Right, right. Like that, that was very like, you know what? Things might've happened in the future. You know, things might've been melted and, you know, things might've, you know, people might've mutated. Because now when you're writing this in 2000, we're now past the world of mutation, mutation and mutants and stuff like that. And clones, so yep. what's the possibility, and clones and stuff like that. So what's the possibility you can have that in my future? So Jen was smart and he put that in there. So it's an acceptable thing where you having like, again, you're having stuff like the scenery is yeah. futuristic tech, tech, um, tech type of cities and stuff like that. Then you have underground worlds. You have like jungles going to the mountains. He's walking through with his proper shoes in a sense, proper Japanese style shoes, going through snow. And I'm like, guy, your foot falls off. But I'm like, okay, all right, Jack, you good. You good. You, you solid, man. Me. I have to be wrapping some kind of deer skin or something around my foot, at least to keep my feet from from getting frog bitten and, and, and stuff like that. But it's hilarious. It's all Very about training. It's all yeah. about training, indeed. Yeah, but it's know, just I, that type of changes. All that type of stuff is what basically I like. That type of imagery was what definitely pulled me. Of course, you know. And another cool aspect was when they turned around and um and uh, and okay, so Jack and his sword, right? The sword is magic. The sword was oh. given to him by gods. The sword, one of the gods that gave him the sword was Odin. Very reminiscent of, you know, Thor and Mjolnir. Mau Mau. If you watch this DC anime, sorry, you know, multi, Marvel Cinematic Universe, you get that Meow Meow. <laughs> Mjolnir, Meow Meow. So, uh, so very reminiscent. Got the sword, magical sword by the gods, you know, to carry on mm-hmm. and fight the evil, right? Um, another thing that also reminded me of Thor. That, so that was the first part. The, the second part with Thor was there's an episode where Jack gets into like a, some cage fight. He gets captured. He gets thrown into a cage. He has to fight robots and other kind of creatures. Yes. But he ended up being turned into a rooster. <laughs> so the rooster is fighting with all of Jack because Jack is now a rooster and he's fighting like a full-out rooster, but he's fighting with all of his skill, you know, yes. without the sword. So all the martial arts skill and he's killing He's just destroying everybody in front of him, no matter how big, how many, how small. This rooster is fighting for his life. And that reminds me of the time where Thor in the comic books was turned into a toad. So sometimes you see a toad, or, you know, dressed as Thor because that was Thor. That was that was actually a storyline that's happened, you know, yes. uh, I think twice, you know, and one time he went out full, full issue. It was Thor as a toad, you know, with the cape and his, and his armor and his little helmet and a, ha- and a hammer, but he was a toad. The size of a toad, not even human size. So that reminded me of that. That's why I said that was another parallel that I saw. You know, of course, uh, Jack had to fight his evil self, his evil clone. So Jack usually wears white, uh, a white gi, as you can see behind me. Mm-hmm. This one, he was in black. He had red glowing eyes, you know, had a sword. And, and, and so every hero always seems to fight the evil version of himself. You know, Superman has Bizarro, right? right. Batman has his opposites. Um, you know, like Hush, for example, would be one of them. This, you know, th- this time he fought his own clone, right? Like Spider-Man Clone Wars. So he fought his own clone, which was so cool. Like I saw that episode, and I'm like, oh, snap. How do you beat you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So that's another one that stood out. And then um, one of my, I got two of my favorites is one where it's the ninja episode. 
where Jack dresses up in a ninja outfit. So I, I believe he's over in Egypt. Mm-hmm. You know, Aku sends a ninja after him. So the ninja is dressed in black. Jack turns around and takes his clothes and dresses up as a traditional ninja, but all in white. But the imagery of it, when they're fighting, so when they're fighting, they're inside of like a, a, a tomb kind of thing. And the black ninja, when he's in black, obviously you can't see him. When Jack's hiding in sunlight, which is white, you can't see him. When they crisscross over, then you see Jack because at one point Jack's now in the shadows, but he's wearing all white and vice versa. The ninja's in black. So the imagery was amazing. The fight scene was so well done as a ninja fight scene. It wasn't straight out, you know, like how a samurai would fight. He, because he got taught as a ninja, it was using right. stealth, uh, sneak attacks. And, oh, that that episode stands out for me. And there's another one I, I, I like to call Armor of the Gods, where Jack turns around and he finds like, you know, the, the helmets of like a, one of the Greek gods and the gauntlets and all that. And it forms this kind of super being. So th- those are episodes that stand out to me. And, uh, oh, when he teams up with the Spartans, because at one point, Jack teams up with the 300 Spartans. Sick. Sick. <laughs> you know? What? Yeah, go on, go on, go on. No, no, man. That was what I was going to say. No. Sick. Sick. Listen, for me, there's all these different storylines. One thing I really like about Jack is how his characteristic was always portrayed. Like he always was very, as a as being an honorable samurai, as an honorable warrior, he's always made sure that he, you know, he looked out for people, those who were lesser, helped out whatever he can. Um, there's an episode I do remember that he had a way. Again, the main thing about also with this is that Jack got sent to the future. Mm-hmm. The main one of the main goals for Jack is to return back to the past because yes. he realized that he realized that with what he knows now of Aku, he knows how to better suit himself to defeat him. And he knows that he's at his weakest point back in the past. So Absolutely. his whole, one of his main, main goals, I guess really the, the title goal of all this is to find a way to go back into the past. So there's many times that Jack has found a doorway. I found an opportunity, found yes. some type of way to yes. say, well, if you complete this mission, you will now have the ability to go back in time, go back to your past. Perfect. That's what he does. But I do remember there was one time he was with the Shaolin monks and there was, um, <laughs> access at the top of this particular mountain, you know, mountain slash volcano. It's a mountain. Right, right, but right. They've been attacked by Aku's henchmen, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Following them and everything like that. And the two monks that he was with, they understood the goal. The goal is to get Jack to that endpoint. So he can go back in the path and clear this world of the evil of Aku. So... This is how Jack is. Jack understands that's his goal. Great. My, what I liked about it, what I loved about it in the sense that Jack understood that he had the opportunity. The door was right there. But as he looked back, his monk brothers who got him this far are being overwhelmed by the henchmen. Overwhelmed to the point that they were about to die. And Jack, I say, I cannot be an honorable man. And yes, I may have go back and then we can go to, we can go now into that's hilarious that I was, I, I just turned on the TV today and um, Back to the Future 2, that's what's funny, I made that comment out of nowhere. Right. Back to the Future 2 came on and then I came in just at the point where Doc Brown was talking about the timeline and says like, this is our timeline. And at some point back in the past, we created a new timeline. And then I started thinking about the TVA. Hilarious. So <laughs> now, I mean, everybody's talking about timelines. So yes. 
Jack now can go back in the past, clear everything up. So at this point, as per the words of Doc Brown, that if you go back in time and you clear all this up, you know, um, you know, Einstein and all who are left on the porch, don't worry about it. The timeline will overlap them and they will, they'll be okay. So Jack could have just went into the past, did his part and took care of a coup back in the days. And there's two Shaolin friends most likely would have survived if he had thought like that. But because he visually saw they're about to be overrun, I cannot let them die. No. I had to go and help them. That's I will right. find another way. And they were up. They were 30 seconds upset. Like, guy, we were at the door. Don't worry about us. We're me. We'll, we'll take life. It's okay. No. No. I can't have that on my conscience. Exactly. I will find another way. And that See, was it. I, well, I'm glad you brought up that episode because that brings me back to one of my opening points I said before where certain key member moments uh, stand out. So one with that Shaolin episode, that was the same Shaolin the group that sec that taught Jack back in the past. So this is why he had that connection with them Two, yeah. in that same episode. He meets the master of that, that, that Shaolin clan. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was his best friend when he was a little boy training the first time he survived somehow all the way all those centuries into the future but he's now merged with a tree so he's an old man you see the tree is kind of part of him you know and it's just, it's got a spirit there to it so when he saw him, it's like wait a minute it's like hijack it's like oh you know me because we trained together we were best friends back then you're still alive up to now he, he it was almost and see that reminds me of dr strange the ancient one the ancient one found a way to live all them years protecting people. Right. So they kept the Shaolin monk, they kept the Shaolin monastery open all that time. And that was his best friend who was like pretty much equal skill yep. in, the, yeah. in the Shaolin arts that was still there teaching students. And when Jack showed up, more than happy to help out his best friend. So yes, you're right. And, 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 and that was a moment where Jack turned around and could have made it and said, nope, I can't do this. They, they were about to sacrifice their lives for me. I can't yeah, let that be on my conscience. I went back, saved them. He missed his chance of going through that portal. Okay. Um, there was another time where he had to beat one guy. And if he could beat this one guy, he would have access to the portal to go back. And he fought and fought and fought, but he couldn't beat the guy. The guy wasn't a minion of a, a coup. He was just a guardian of that portal. And when Jack walked away dejected at the end of that episode, you saw in the portal itself, the guy turns around and he says, Jack, it wasn't your time to go through the portal now. Like Jackie, Jack didn't hear that. Jack already left the room and he's like, sorry, Jack, I had to beat you because it was not your time to go back in the portal now. And when you look in the portal, you see an older version of Jack with a long beard, a bigger sword. It almost looked like Conan the Barbarian. If you watch the end of the first Conan with uh, Arnold, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, you know, and you go through the whole Conan the Barbarian movie, and at the very end, you see an older Conan sitting on the throne. It was very reminiscent of that. I'm like, wow! So that's what I'm saying. I'm pointing out parallels. So I said, I don't know that they were influenced by it, but mm. I, I saw either imagery or things that linked it together. So these go on for many more episodes. Yeah. Right? It, it was when they hit episode, um, when they hit the last season, that was picked up by Adult Swim. So before that, you know, season, you know, um, the, the the season before, so uh, it was season four, but I said five seasons, right? Um, deep, great oh, four. Yeah, so yeah, season yeah, four ended. Yep. It was mm -hmm. end, open wide end, uh, ended, you know, open ended. 
mm-hmm. they were planning on turning around and doing a couple of movies to wrap up the storyline because they realized they left it open-ended you know um they tried a couple of times to do like you know four different movies to wrap up the storyline didn't work with different studios so pretty much 13 years later adult swim said hey we got you wrap it up and you can be a little bit more graphic if you want to be because the audience is older and this is an older show so uh, at this point we catch up with jack and you look at jack and you're like well the series has been off the air for 13 years he's been ro- and and it says in the series now he's been in the future for 50 years Mm-hmm. But he still looks the same. What's up with that? <laughs> um, if you know where that's from, then kudos to you watching wrestling. Um, hurricane. Uh, so, you know, what's up with that, as I was saying? And the reason for that was when he and he didn't know this at first, but when he got teleported to the future, he kind of skipped the timeline and it somehow made him not age. He stopped aging. So in the future, he stops aging because he's outside of his timeline. That's how they get. So pretty much he turned out to be immortal. He could still be killed. He could still be hurt. But if nothing happened to him that would, you know, physically kill him, he, he wouldn't age. And, you know, 50 years now have gone by. Jack hasn't gotten any closer to getting back to the past and dealing with a coup. He's kind of going a little bit um, and frustrated. A coup has lost it because Aku is like, here I am, all powerful. I've enslaved the world. Everyone's underneath me, and I can't get rid of this one samurai. So Aku starts going to see a psychiatrist hmm. <laughs> because he's losing his confidence that it's 50 years, and he can't, you know, he teleported Jack in the future to get rid of Jack, and now he can't get rid of Jack. Very Tony Soprano, <laughs> right? Soprano's going to see, you're the head of a organization, and you're going to see a psychiatrist because panic attacks and, and, and lack of confidence. And, you know, so they're both going through mentally their, their battle. It, it's playing strains on them. When Jack goes after him one more time, Jack can't kill him. Jack ends up um, fighting some people. He ends up killing somebody, not a robot, but an actual person. And it weighs on Jack so much. He throws away his sword. The one weapon that can kill a coup. Mm. He throws it away. He's like, I'm done. You know, and Adult Swim follows Jack without the sword. Like you see when Jack gets rid of the sword, mm. Jack gets like, he starts putting on armor. Jack starts walking around with a gun, <laughs> like a machine gun. J- Jack just, he just loses it. A lot of those battles that probably would have been easier with him and the sword, you know, and they bring back a lot of characters in season four. So, you know, I'm sorry, season five, like, you know, right. throughout his travels, he met the Scotsman. The Scotsman, everyone loved yes, him, right? Yes, the Scotsman. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> Aye, laddie! <laughs> he, he would insult Jack so funny, but he likes, he respects Jack as a fighter. This guy was like a, a robust kind of guy, Scotsman. You know, he had a machine gun as a leg. <laughs> you know, him and Jack fought. Okay, and then they had to team up. And then he went to Jack once again to get help to say you know his wife the scotsman's wife and he helped him out and then you know in season five when you know he comes back um he's like oh don't worry laddie i have help he's like here's my hundred daughters like the scotsman has a hundred daughters and they're all fighters that come and help jack you know and then once again they get into a fight you know you know near the end of that season season five the scotsman fighting and the the scotsman gets killed and i was like holy crap no and then he comes back as a ghost. It once again, it felt to me he, he pulled an Obi Wan Kenobi. 
<laughs> Strike me down and I'll return much stronger. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Magic pipe, bagpipes and all. You can't, can't beat the Scotsman. And there's other memorable characters. There's one guy who called yeah. himself Samurai. <laughs> he was like a black, you know, samurai character. <laughs> but, but, you know, he reminded me of MC Hammer. That's true, though. Holy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, this is what I'm saying. The whole thing, Samurai Jack, it was, it was cool. But, I mean, the, the last season, it was, you know, it was a lot more grim. They brought in um, the Daughters of Aku. Which was a cult that started worshiping Aku. Aku didn't realize he had nothing to do with this at first. They they started worshiping him, and he's like, "Hey, you guys are worshiping me. I'm being worshipped. You know what? I'm gonna give you a little bit of my essence. I'm gonna put a little bit of my essence here in this chalice." And the high priestess ended up drinking that essence, you know, mm-hmm. out of the chalice, and then she got pregnant and gave birth to eight girls, which were the daughters of Aku. <laughs> so you know, innuendo right there, but didn't play out the way it should have played out biologically for how it explains the biological biology class for me but so she gave birth and they all or or you know they trained these little girls to a certain age um and then they had them go after a coup but then one of them you know um you know long story short went from there saw some things that how what she was taught and what she was seeing was two different things about jack and then she ended up gaining a respect for jack and falling in love with jack and the daughters of a coup had you know powers of a coup so they were all in black their costumes could turn into weapons and very once again reminiscent of a symbiont hmm. <laughs> good call good call good call very reminiscent of that so you know um and and then i said you know that ends up with jack finally 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 going you know hit the, you know the uh kari i, I believe her, her name was is uh you know ashy ashy was the one that fell in love with jack turns around saves him finds out that she has powers of her dad they finally get back to the past finally have the big showdown you know with everyone that jack has helped over the years helping him out during this rebellion gets rid of aku just like his dad traps him in the sword sword back into the ground thank you very much turns around and marries her Mm-hmm. Problem being, you got rid of her. You are not rid of her. Got rid of her dad. You got rid of a coup. So getting rid of a coup changes what happens in the future. Exactly. So even though she's in the past with him, it, it's very okay. They get married, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Oh, I don't feel well," and then she fades away from existence. Boom, done, gone. So even at the end of the series, and everything he wanted to get, and he got it. Came still at a price, mm-hmm. but he lives out in the past with his mom, his dad, um, and and a broken heart. It was like, ah, why'd you do that to me? Even when the happy ending was a happy ending, you took it away from me, man. That, so that that there's a lot there. What, what's your what's your thoughts on that, Rod? <laughs> well, I mean, my thoughts is that it was the whole scenario is definitely like you said. I mean, he went through the process of trying to have his happy ending. He's trying to have a perfect life. Yeah. He realized the end of his the end of his route his road mm-hmm. was to take care of a coup. He took care of a coup. Yeah, done. We're yep. good. Now I want to have a subtle life. But like you said, he just basically now not realizing the the, the the circumstances or the repercussions of his actions. As like I said before, that's what I was saying the other part before that, like you know, you go and change the timeline, 
things are going to fall back into place. And look at it. It falls right back into place. But if it falls back into place, Akku was never there in the future for him to give his essence to the priestess, to give birth to you, one of the eight that you fall in love with, Jack, that you come back in the past, of the, you know, from the future to the past. It all gets clean right through. So, unfortunately, it's um, it's 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 a good it's a good story, and and I mean in the sense that they basically it made made it made sense. If yeah, you're gonna go from the technical aspect of it, it makes sense, and it just shows you that all the dedication, you know, you want to feel for the character, you want to you want to put your heart into the character, and realizing that this is you know what we've been with through this guy with this guy for the past four seasons, we've seen the torment, we've seen we've seen the the the, the, the drive to him to complete his, his mission. Mm-hmm. Complete mm-hmm. his mission and now he's about to put his feet up in that sense and be like, I'm gonna take it easy. I'm gonna have a fam. I'm gonna No, sorry, brother. Sorry, brother. It ain't happened like that for you, brother. All these four four seasons of turmoil. Think we're gonna let you off easy? Sorry, son. You won't get some turmoil right up in here. What? Let me just let me just let me take my bottle back. What? Yeah. That, that that's it. So it's it's what I like about it too, in the sense that I don't know how people out there would have thought. But when you watch this show, it turns into like a drama type of show. This turns yes. into an adult type of drama show where you're like, "What's gonna happen today?" Today, recall. Samurai Jack was doing this. Samurai Jack was doing that. Okay, what's gonna happen today? Ooh, I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating. So now this is a pure drama. This is pure like you know daylight you know daylight soap opera. Cartoon yeah. style, like oh, what happens, and then like saying, "You can't have your, you, can't you know have what? Your happy you, you brought up a good point. I mean, if you want to watch a good um, cartoon animated drama series that plays out really well, this one hundred percent is up there. So, you know what? We, we, here we go. We'll bring this up to uh, a close here, but some final thoughts. So, one, Samurai Jack, does it need to be rebooted? Absolutely no. Does it just need to be re-aired? In its entirety, absolutely yes. yes. Right, replay it again. Uh, you know, find the whole run. So, go find it on a streaming service. Find, just get the DVD or Blu-ray and, and check it out. It's worth it. You can sit down there, especially now. We're we're getting an age where there's nothing really new coming on TV. So let's go back yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Right. Sit down. Make it. You know. Bring the kids in. This is good for kids up to season five, depending on the age of kids. So you know, age appropriate. Um, ran on Adult Swim, but they will love it. Uh, what I would love to see from this is one, they, there was a video game. So there was actually two games. One was like a free little game that you could find online, you know, for your PC years ago, you know, as an intro thing. And then there's another game that was released on, I think, PlayStation and Xbox, which ties into season five, ties into mm-hmm. season five nicely with the time travel and going back with all the characters and, and not disrupting the end of the show. So that is cool. So I'll say one, Samurai Jack definitely needs to be watched. Two, go and check out the PlayStation game and you can still play that and and still be intertwined within the story. Um, there was a couple of comic books I know on Samurai Jack, but it was just really reminiscent of what was happening on the shows. Uh, I would love to see more statues or toy figures from Samurai Jack. And if you like Samurai Jack and you like the drama of it, like the, the, the human element, I would recommend, highly recommend, one, watching robotech series you know not macross mm-hmm. macross is, is something different you know even though it's very similar on aspects well, that's where it's from but watch robotech you know to see uh harmony gold's version of how they did robotech and and that whole run with the centrality um you know uh, uh 
you know, the, the Invin invasion. I, I usually I know this off bar, right? So all that whole run of everything Robotech, right? So with you know Scott Bernard, Dana, uh, story, you know, of course, uh, Rick, Rick you know, I, watch that. It, you can find them on Netflix, all sixty-five episodes, and it's a beautiful run with a lot of action in it. So if you like Samurai Jack, that would probably be up your alley. And reading recommendation, I would highly recommend reading Lone Wolf and Cub. Find those comic mm-hmm. books, Lone Wolf and Cub. You know, they're more adult themed, so age appropriate, but beautiful run, great story, you know, and, and even though it's an overall story, each issue has its own beginning and end, right? And you can find them in a little tidy digest. The covers uh, were redone by Frank Miller, you know, and the inside art is is mm-hmm. the original artist and writer. And even if there's terms you don't understand, they have a glossary at the very back of the book that explains everything. So it gives you actual, you know, historical facts of what time period it was, what was happening in that time period, what certain phrases or words meant. So, you know, and then after reading, watching, uh, sorry, reading Lone Wolf and Cub, you'll see lots of similarities with The Mandalorian. So if you watch The Mandalorian, go back and read Lone Wolf and Cub. If you like Samurai Jack, read Lone Wolf and Cub, and then follow it off with Robotech. Drop it in the comments what you think. Rod, wrap it up for me here. What, what you got? All right, man. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say that this, that's a great that's a great bunch of reading and um, visual that you're giving out everybody to watch. So I was just definitely, can't even think anything more than that. I would just say that Sam, Samurai Jack is... It's it's basically a timepiece in the sense that you know what the great thing about it that this was done within two two thousand and one two thousand yes. two thousand three two thousand four so early two thousands and then they did the follow up the fifth one in twenty seventeen but the thing is that when you watch it you can clearly see that yeah it may have been done at that time but the story and all the action the drama out of it can still be relevant to today so you can literally sit down and watch it. And only because you know it was stamped, was stamped, dated, 20, 2001. Other than that, you know, you know, the visual, visually, you see the different, you know, animation was different styles and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, it didn't get but dated. It didn't get dated. You can clearly see that. And say, yeah, I can see that now. I can see this type of style now. I can see the storyline. I can see everything now. So I would just definitely say that if you have the opportunity at the time, definitely look out for Samurai Jack. Definitely. Um, Take it in, and then you really won't be disappointed. You'll definitely be enjoying what you see. Um, you're going to – I keep coming back to the visual arts of it because the whole concept of it, you're watching a cartoon, and you're expecting a lot of action. You're expecting a lot of dialogue. But when, because you don't have any dialogue, it seems weird in the beginning. But once yeah. you get through the first two to three episodes, and you're realizing, okay, this is the vein. This is how they're doing stuff. Okay, I see how you guys are approaching it. That your mind automatically shifts and you realize, okay, you're going to start to accept it and start to see it. You know, your mind's going to start picking out stuff. Oh, I'm going to start seeing detail. I'm going to start seeing action. Yes. Whatever it is. Why is he doing this? He's not talking. He's running through He's running through the forest, running through the bushes, fighting off. And you see the, st- the fighting style and stuff they're doing. You mean like, okay, I can see why he's doing that. Oh, I can see why he's approaching the person. And, and, and seeing the characters, how someone who's going to interact with them, how they're carrying themselves, you realize they're not talking. But you're coming from this particular way. You realize like, your senses now has been expanded. Well enough to say it that way. But your mind has been expanded to understand. I have to now fill in the gaps myself. And you realize you can fill in the gaps very well. 
So that's why this show basically just pulls me in and be like, you know what? I'm good with this. I'm very good with this. Cool. Yeah, and, and also some other things from Jendi. So I probably didn't even mention this. So Jendi's done other works. So before Samurai Jack, mm. what did he do, Rod? What? Well, there did um, Dexter's Laboratory. My stupid sister, Dee Dee. <laughs> and Dial M for Monkey. That, that was my Dial show, for man. Monkey. Yes, yeah, that was spinoff. That was spinoff of that one. And, and that was just the, it was just the catalyst for me. Whenever I watched those two, I was like, oh, my God. My heart. My heart. I yeah. take this in very well. Yeah, exactly. Dial, so, in. dial in for Monkey, and in there, he has a one thing, and it's, uh, I even have a part of a house music song where someone took the audio where they bring in Simeon. Uh, so dial in for Monkey had, like, you know, uh, uh, I think Macho Man actually did a voice for one of the characters in there in one episode. The, you know, uh, the champion, which is reminiscent to a very uh, Marvel episode with the champion. So, yeah. so mm-hmm. Jenny did dial in for Monkey. He did Dexter's Laboratory. So that there you can watch with your kids. And as an adult, you still are going to laugh over this like why does little boy have a different accent than everybody else and the, the beauty of it is you never knew what his dad did as a day job and when you find out what his dad did as a day job was hilarious <laughs> do you know what dexter's dad's day job was actually i didn't know i do not right because he all the time he just said oh honey i'm going to work and he walked out with a, exactly. you know his glasses and all that his dad was a stuntman his dad was like evil evil. They showed him an episode where he came into a show and tell and his dad's like, oh, yeah, it's show and tell and, you know, uh, you know it's work day. He's like, okay. So they brought his dad in. He's like, oh, dad, what do you do? He's like, oh, well, uh, hey, Dexter, I, I know you never see me what I do when I leave the house, but this is what I do all day long. This is how I earn my money. And he had a ramp out in the backyard and he was jumping the school buses on a motorcycle with an outfit very reminiscent of Evil Knievel. So right. for those that didn't catch that tidbit, there you go. Dexter's dad was a stuntman. <laughs> Like evil can evil. That that's that. But during the house, during the house, he was very calm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now it explains why Dexter might have that wild side. So yes, he did Dexter's Laboratory. He did, as we said before, Star Wars Clone Wars, which you can find on Disney yeah. Plus or you know go and buy the Blu-ray DVD. And currently, he's yeah. got his new series on Adult Swim called uh, Primal. That's been going for a couple of seasons, where it's okay. it's a dinosaur and you know a caveman. And the mm-hmm. two of them, you know, ended up fighting each other, and then they end up teaming up episode through episode, which reminds me a lot of the Marvel series of um, Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy. So Moon Boy and Devil Dinosaur. Okay. You know, old school series done by Jack Kirby by Marvel Comics. It reminds me a lot of that from what I've seen, watched, and know of both. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I've read some of those comics. Yeah, I'm that age. So... <laughs> On that note, you've got your reading material, something to watch. Thank you, you for go. watching the Iconist podcast and uh, listening in. And remember, this whole world was started with a pencil, a piece of paper, and imagination. Keep on dreaming. Keep on supporting. Thank you very much. I have agreed to the power of uh, Aku. Gone. Samurai <laughs> Jack. Everybody, Samurai Jack. Ladies and gentlemen, Samurai Jack. Thank you. Rod, you killed me, man. <laughs> Are we done? Are we done? We're done. <laughs> Are we done? <laughs> nice. <laughs>